Addiction is a really scary word. And when I tell people that you can actually be addicted to carbohydrates, so sugar, oftentimes they look at me like I'm crazy because sugar is food. Sugar is not food. And today we're going to talk about why it is that you can be addicted to sugar, carbohydrates, and what you can actually do to help yourself solve this problem. Hello everyone, welcome to Mind Blowing Health and Wellness with Violet, Pat Chat Edition. I'm Violet. And I'm Pat. You want to lead us in with what addiction is? Yeah. From the website psychiatry.org, addiction is a complex condition, a brain disease that is manifested by compulsive substance use despite harmful consequences. So this is the basic definition of addiction. What's interesting about that definition is substance mm -hmm. and sugar is a substance. So if we talk about the characteristics of an addiction, so just like yeah. what it is to be addicted, a preoccupation to the point of obsession. I want you guys just to think for a second. Have you ever found yourself daydreaming about cookies, chips, chocolate bars, pasta, like yeah. french fries? Your next meal, actually, even. Yeah, like, like I find what's really interesting is people don't even realize that they're still eating breakfast and they're talking about lunch. That part of the obsession is these cravings that we have that push us towards eating. Now, let's take this a step further. Have you ever been in a situation where you are dieting and yet eating cookies or eating chocolate or eating while you're dieting? So you're so focused on the food that even when you know it's not what you want, somehow you're still eating it. The other characteristic that um, that we have like is the loss of control over that substance. So the same way, like, uh, have you ever had like uh, 10 cookies or like uh, watching TV at night have a complete row of Oreo cookies, something like that. So, you know, like it's bad for your health, but you just can't stop like chips, like a whole bag of chips. Uh, who at the movie needs like that gigantic container of popcorn? You're gonna you're gonna finish it. Like you're not hungry, but you're gonna finish it. So it's like a, a loss of control over over um, that uh, that substance, like which is sugar. And I think that's an important point. You're not hungry, yeah. and you are eating it. Yeah. Like that's huge in that you're eating when you're not hungry, and then on top of that we live consequences mm -hmm. when you're addicted to a substance and the consequences are things that actually are harmful to you so for example your weight is rising your blood, blood pressure, pressure you have inflammation my story mm. um, or you have you might have skin problems you hate these things and yet you're still eating mm -hmm. the food mm. signs that you don't have control over that food. So I did find this quote like from a book that I did find very interesting. So in the end, addiction is all about escaping emotional reality via the manipulation of our own neurochemistry. And this can happen with or without an addictive substance. And, and it's true, like, uh, I, like we're talking about sugar, same goes for drugs and goes for alcohol, but also like it also goes for gambling, video games, sex, porn, shopping, social medias. So, so like, I want you to comment about like the, the uh, this escaping. Well, the thing is, it is escaping, yes, and mm -hmm. the dopamine hit. Yeah. 
we get something out of the action, so in the case of sex and gambling, et cetera, or the substance in the case of alcohol, drugs, and sugar. What we get, and actually sugar is both, by the way, because we get the physical sugar rush, but we also have to taste that sensation of eating something that tastes a certain way. And what's interesting there is that, yes, you are escaping because when I feel sad, and soothe myself with ice cream or cookies or whatever, I haven't actually solved the problem. Momentarily, I'm escaping this situation by focusing on ice cream, cookies, or whatever. That dopamine hit that I get momentarily makes me feel positive, but it didn't solve the problem. Mm -hmm. It's so important for us to understand escaping the problem means I have to re-engage the addictive situation again. Because as soon as I stop eating ice cream, as soon as I'm no longer having sex, as soon as I'm not doing the drug, I, I'm back to remembering the problem, mm -hmm. feeling yeah, bad, yeah. and I have to do it again. So I read in that book like that also addiction is all about anticipation. Like the, the dopamine comes, like the dopamine hit comes with anticipating something. So let me know in the comments, guys, like have you ever gone, for example, in a restaurant, like having an idea, or, or you wanted to order a French fry, for example, and having an idea that like it would be so good, but in the end, like you order it and it doesn't taste that good or it does like it's not like super good and feel bad after. So you got your hit from all that anticipation when, in fact, like once you're done with the act, for example, it's like you feel bad and it wasn't that good. So. I think I think what you're talking about, too, plays itself out in so many different places. Like alcohol is a good example of mm -hmm. that, where when you take a little bit of alcohol, there's an excitatory thing that happens. But then when you drink too much, there's a depressant thing that happens. And so oftentimes, like, people get into this weird place when they're drinking where they're, like, not happy, mm -hmm. but yet they're still drinking. And, I mean, obviously we see that also when you're having sex for the wrong reason, where you're kind of engaging. And so, like, you just keep chasing more and more. And so frustrating your partner, maybe, or chasing people mm -hmm. to have more and more engagement because what you think is going to be is less than what it was. And so you're not quite getting the feeling out of it that you were hoping to get out of it so you keep chasing that's what you're talking yeah, about yeah, yeah and i think that's a, a really important part to notice yeah. is that with food that happens a lot oh, yeah. because it's only while you're eating it that you have it and then you don't have it and so you're constantly i i know that i've talked to people in my office who talked about like the fact that sometimes they do find themselves eating something they don't even taste that good but they're just eating it because they need yeah. to be eating something because they feel bad it's such a tricky situation yeah totally but with food what's tricky indeed is like you just like especially if you eat like high carb food you often can't stop so for example like you have a, your bag of of popular chips a serving i think is like 12 13 different like chips Who goes with that? Like, who's satisfied with that? Who's satisfied with, like, just two chocolate chip cookies, for example? I know for sure, me, I was more like a sweet. That's why my my my, um, my idea with the, the French fries, because, like, cookies, I could go through, like, like, like 10, 12, like, no no problem. Like, especially, for example, like, made associations where, like, I was sitting in front of TV at the end of the night, the boys were in bed, it was my little time, but it was automatic. Like, turn on TV, 
have something to eat, have a little dessert. And I know before when keto, my um, the thing that was like hurting me bad was like date square. I always loved date square, and like they're super high, like of course super high carb. But like y y one serving is like that little square. But I was having like gigantic pieces. It's so hard because we also need to eat, and it's normal to eat. And as you said, it's normal to eat in front of the TV, and it's normal to eat every three hours and it's normal to eat whenever you get the, we've made it so normal to eat that most people don't see how it's strange how much we spend like how much time we spend eating because we've made it normal mm -hmm. to eat right your before bed snack mm -hmm. your after breakfast snack your after lunch snack mm -hmm. you're like we are always snacking and even in the keto world, all we talk about, like, well, I shouldn't say all we talk about, but mm -hmm. when we were looking up keto at the beginning, how hard was it to find keto recipes for snacks? Not mm -hmm. hard at all. How hard was it to find, like, people meal, meal planning and all that? For, not hard at all. Why? Because that's all people talk about. And we don't realize that. Why are we talking about that? Because we're still engaging the the addictive situation, mm -hmm. and we don't realize we are still acting as if eating all the time is the goal, mm -hmm. and it so isn't. It so yeah. isn't. And when you when you watch the doctors who are giving good information, the first thing they tell you is to cut out the snacking, right? When you watch the doctors who are giving good information, the first thing they tell you is that you should be able to make it from meal to meal without being hungry and eventually you should probably be down to like two meals or even one meal a day so it's just a very different way of thinking about your health when you're not focused on being addicted mm -hmm. so the question i have then is like is there a benefit to consider the standard american diet like as a form of addiction so what's very interesting to me is i i love this i love this idea the standard american diet tells us that it's okay for 40% of your calories to come from carbs, mm. which means for the average woman, if I'm doing a 2000 calorie diet, that's 800 calories coming from carbohydrates, which translates into about 200 grams of carbs per day. Is anybody already noticing how bad that is? Now that's, that's the proposed amount. Who eats 200? So the average person actually does eat 250 to 350 grams of carbs per day so 250 you're kind of close to the number yeah. but, but just, just let me point out that like uh 250 to 250 to 350 might seems bad but you can get to that by eating what's like what what would be considered like healthy foods yes. you're not even talking about cookies and soda and chips and 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 and, and crappy food so here's where so. the problem is because the standard american diet is proposing that it's normal to eat 200 grams of carbs a day but 200 grams of carbs a day is 10 times the amount that we know our body can manage manage it's, it's not what it wants but it's what it can manage on a daily basis which is 20 grams of carbs per day then yes i think it's really absolutely spot on to say that the standard american diet is actually an addiction diet because it's putting you in the position where you're getting dopamine hits all the time and you're doing that 
from the youngest of young ages. Mm-hmm. We feed our children the standard American diet. Mm-hmm. There's, not, there's not a different diet for the kids that's mm-hmm. low in carb. So we are getting our kids addicted to sugar like practically out of the womb, right? Because we all eat this way. Mm-hmm. Now, we go back and we look at like sugar provides a dopamine hit that pushes you to get more and more and more. So is it surprising that that 200 grams that they're saying it's okay to eat turns out to be 350 for some people even more than that in a day? Yeah. Of course not, because you're addicted. I know I was addicted. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm well, hand Now up. we know, but we didn't know at the time. But like, no, yeah, but, yeah, but like no, I, no, I could put my yeah. hand up and say I was addicted, yeah. Yeah, totally. right? And I think that until we really take seriously what it means to eat the standard American diet, and un- accept that it's an addiction diet, mm-hmm. we are not going to be healthy. Yeah. When you admit, like, or when you realize it's an addiction, uh, you actually in a better position to go get the tools. Because how many colleagues and friends I have that 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 don't have like the tools to get rid of that, or just don't want to do it, or think that they they just like have to increase their gym time to to lose their weight or to get in better shape. You when, cannot exercise away so. a problem that you ate yourself into. Mm. <laughs> because every day you're eating, mm. the gym is not yeah. fast enough, big enough, strong enough to take that problem away from you. Yeah, totally. You said your colleagues didn't have the tools, mm-hmm. but your colleagues don't even know that they need the tools. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. Like, uh, yeah, I have like friends and, and, and colleagues that like, uh, they actually even cannot conceive that we eliminated sugar from our diet. Like they, they, they right off the bat say, oh, I never do that. Like I can't do that. I, I wouldn't be able to do that. Like, but no, everybody can do that. Like it's, it's as not, soon it's, as you say, I can't do that, you know, you're addicted. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, if you were to walk up to somebody and mm-hmm. say, I want to go out dancing tonight, but let's not drink. And they say, I can't do that. True. Right, you'd be looking at them like, what do you mean you can't do that? Are you an alcoholic? Right, you that would be your thought. But yet we say so re- regularly, oh, I can't give up sugar. Mm-hmm. As soon as you're saying you can't without even trying, you know there's a problem there. Mm-hmm. Change is hard. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know what? It's, it's harder than you think. I remember when we, well, when I started, because you hadn't started yet. When I remember when I started putting sugar down didn't seem like it was gonna be hard because like in my mind again my hip much more important to me than putting sugar down until i was doing it until it was and it was i mean my resolve was there i was doing it but keto flu punch in the face keto flu by the way is addictive reaction when you stop a substance and you get the shakes your your you your 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 brain foggy and headachey and when when you are having a physiological reaction because you're not eating a substance that's an addictive reaction when i first had keto flu and i went to check what the heck did i just live through and i looked at the symptoms of addiction and then looked at the symptoms that i had for keto flu it hit me that oh my goodness i just went through withdrawal the the inability to concentrate the shaking, the headaches, the like j- feeling achy all over. Like, the, I was mm-hmm. living an a withdrawal reaction. And they call it keto flu to make it sound cute. No, <laughs> yeah. it's withdrawal. Yeah. 
You know, when the drug addict is in the ward going through the same thing, we don't think it's cute. Putting your mind around getting off sugar means putting your mind around going through withdrawal, hmm. which means putting your mind around being very uncomfortable for a period of time, getting used to a new lifestyle. Mm -hmm. That's what it is, right? When a drug addict gets off of drugs or when an alcoholic mm. gets off of alcohol, they have to stop doing certain things that used to remind them of. When you stop smoking, you stop doing things that remind you of. And guess what? When you put sugar down, you are going to put down some things. Mm -hmm. right? You're going to stop engaging in certain ways until you're fully invested in being healthy. So, so we're going to talk a bit more yeah. about how we would fix this. Yeah. Do your research. Like, don't get into something you don't fully understand, you don't fully know. That's why we're here. <laughs> but, like, you, we, we want to help you understand, like, uh, but like we were talking right now, that, that, that sugar is an addiction, but, like, how to do it. So, so like, what's involved, like, it's important to understand that, like, how insulin reacts, I think. Like, when you understand, like, oh, okay, why, like, am I gaining weight? Uh, it's All of this is very, very, very important. Like, I remember... It was uh, at the beginning when we started like a little documentary, a little movie that's called Carb Loaded uh, Culture Dying to Eat. Like fan fantastic, like an hour, I think an hour, an hour, 15 minute documentary that explains how as a society we, we, we are right now where we are. And uh, I recommend it like to, 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 to everyone. I think part of the reason that we are where we are right now is because so many of us do not understand that carbohydrates and sugar are two words for the same thing. And you think that when you, the doctor says, stop eating sugar, he's talking about cookies and ice cream and cake, and we don't understand that all the foods that have carbohydrates in them, high levels of carbohydrates, we should really be putting down. So we still eat bread, we still eat pasta, we still eat rice, we still eat potatoes, and we don't understand why we're still sick. Carbohydrates are in a lot of things that we call healthy but it's not really healthy it's a world it's a nation of addicted people pretending that this is healthy food cereal is not healthy mm -hmm. i think one of the best things you could do for yourself is to have a plan with everything in life if you know what you're doing and you know how you're doing it things go better knowing what keto is knowing what low carb is knowing the benefits and the downfalls falls of each but more importantly, because I think that both can function depending on where you're starting. If you have a lot of work to do on your body, so if you've got a lot of inflammation, that was my story. If you've got a lot of problems that your body needs to solve, I honestly would encourage you to do keto. But if you're doing this because you see the world and you understand the trajectory that you're on but you don't have any health issues yet doing low carb can absolutely turn this turn your life around i'm not saying that it's a, a final answer because it's still high carb but some people seem to be able to do low carb and really manage well and not end up in a bad situation so i think that the most important thing is getting away from the high carb life of the standard American diet. Yeah. But I can also add to this, like that big, a big part of like any addiction are the, the triggers. So, so by making a plan, you should also try 
like, oh, for sure, do your best, but to anticipate everything that can go wrong. So if, for example, you, like me, you're sitting in front of TV, hitting mm -hmm. date square, but you need to, to have a, re a replacement plan for that. Like, so don't get cut out of a guard by your, your, your previous triggers. So even like you were saying, like learn about the keto flu. If you know that you're gonna get like keto flu and you know like what to expect, it, it, it will make things a little bit easier. And also if you know about the keto flu, then you can do what I didn't do, which is add extra salt. <laughs> Yeah. to what you're eating to help you manage keto flu because apparently adding some extra salt can mitigate the symptoms yeah. so so consider family friends like uh, what are you going to do at parties what are you going to do when family comes over for example uh, what are you going to do at uh, business lunches with colleagues so try to cover all those those life situations where you will you have to react differently Basically. Know that you're going to have cravings mm -hmm. and maybe have a plan for the cravings if, if it's possible. So the next step to do after making a plan is like to eliminate that substance. Like you want to el eliminate carbs from your diet. Yes. Oh. And I think, okay, so for me, mm -hmm. I'm that person that like jump right in, right? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm jumping in the pool. I'm not like wading in slowly. I just one day was eating standard Canadian diet. Well, actually standard Caribbean diet. The next day, boom, I was keto. And like I said, if I would have known about the salt thing, that would have helped me. But I do feel that for me, it was the easiest way to do that because I had my symptoms of withdrawal and then I was off to the races and I just, I stayed on track, yeah. right? Again, very motivated. I needed to be able to sit in my office. So I need yeah. to fix my hip. But then there was like the way that you did yeah. it. For, for me, it was m way more progressive, maybe over maybe over a month. But like uh, for me, it was easier to, for sure, I wanted to tackle the sugar. So the added sugar, the cookies, the dessert, that was the first thing that, that would go. And, and it was the hardest because those things were the things that I was most addicted to. Uh, but uh, at the same time, I knew they were the most harmful. So, um, so after pasta, rice, wasn't that hard actually, because I, I did like pasta, I did like rice, potatoes, carrots, like all those like uh, uh, other, other food that could be considered healthy, but like they're not, uh, then like that like went. Finally, like had a little thing with bread, I did like bread, so, but like I think I said in a previous video, like I'd, I was buying a loaf, of, a loaf of bread, having a piece, putting the rest in the fridge and it would just like spoil in the fridge. So that's when I went, oh, okay, like let's go like keto all the way. And But that, that process took a month. I don't remember like having big symptoms of keto flu. I think although you thought I was a little bit like my mood was not that good <laughs> that period of time. I didn't have like a hard like three, four days. But yeah, I, it was. I, a, I had a hard three, you, four weeks. <laughs> you had a hard three, four weeks, and during me, yeah. So, but every person, I guess, every person is different. Like it depends if you're super motivated, like like you. Like I know, whenever you you take a decision, like you stick to it. Like for me, it's a little bit harder. So I also think that your personality matters in the mm -hmm. sense of like there's a lot of people who do not classify themselves as alcoholics mm -hmm. because they can just say like usually it's in response to their spouse saying you're an alcoholic so then they'll go three four months without touching a drink and then the, the water's quiet and then they go back to drinking and i feel like if i was an alcoholic that's the kind of alcoholic i would be because i would go months without eating any chocolate months 
because I knew eventually I would eat it again, right? Mm -hmm. So I'd get fed up with myself, ah, that's too much, and I would just say, no more chocolate. And then like, you know, six, seven months later, I'd have chocolate again, and then it would just start all over again. Mm -hmm. So I feel like there was a part of me that knew that I couldn't just like slowly, slowly take chocolate. Like it's, it, I had to take a decision and I knew that the decision was final. Like this mm -hmm. was, this is hurting me, I'm done with it. And I had to take that as a, it's, it's a hard line, Violet doesn't touch this again. But I think I've already said this in another video as well. Like I did that somewhat with myself anyway. Like I often buy things for my daughter and because I thought I might eat them would say, that's not mine. And so therefore wouldn't eat it because it's not mine. And unless she happened to give it to me and then I'd be like, why are you giving this to me? But, <laughs> but as long as she didn't give it to me, I wouldn't touch it. And I think that we, again, we have to know ourselves. So if you can do what he did and, you know, just aggravate your spouse for a month, <laughs> that's fine to do, right? If you need to do it the way that I did it, I think that's another valid way to do it. The thing is, whatever you choose is just to make sure you get through it so that you can be successful. Yeah. Another word of caution I, I may add to that, like uh, for sure, probably especially in the beginning, like until you have your dopamine hits under control, uh, your body's still gonna need your, the dopamine hits, right? So I've read stuff about cross addictions and complementary addictions. So you might accidentally replace and like your addiction that you got into control with another ad addiction. So mm -hmm. for example, you get rid of the sugar and you start like uh, spending or do social social media. So in the end, like your, your, your brain like will try to have his dopamine hits another way. So, yeah. so you have to be really careful about that and be mindful enough, I guess, to replace bad habits with good habits. So you can have your dopamine hits, but like if you want to do sports or uh, go to the gym or like try to develop like healthy habits instead so basically it's it goes back to this whole idea of why was i well in this case mm. the standard american diet is punching us in the face mm. and forcing us to be addicted but when we're talking about alcohol when we're talking about drugs when we're talking about sex why was i self-soothing with those behaviors and it's because i was self-soothing right something was happening in my life i didn't want to deal with it and i was soothing myself with this thing so the point that I'm going to expand on here is if at all possible, solve the problem. Mm -hmm. Like start addressing the things in your life that you actually don't like. That's the number one thing you can do to make sure that you don't replace your problem with another problem. And if you're going to do something for you, as Pat said, make it something healthy mm -hmm. and nice for you. And I would really suggest like thinking about like what are the things in life that maybe because of work, maybe because of family, maybe because of just being busy that you were not able to do for yourself that maybe you could start doing for yourself, right? Was there a hobby that you ever wanted to take up? Was that, you know, like, cause you're talking about sitting in front of the TV, eating cookies, sitting in front of TV, eating yeah. cookies. It's like, like two things that really like, wh what are we actually getting out of that for ourselves, right? And sure, I mean, we can love movies and we can love TV shows. And I'm not saying there's something wrong with that. But is that really the only thing for you that you want to have? Can we have other things too? I think right? it's all about balance. Actually, when, whenever you do something out of measure, I think that's, that, that, that is where it becomes problematic. So if you like, like movie, you like TV, maybe you can have one or two like evenings per week for that. But like try to do also like other stuff. That's, 
I know one of the things that we found fun to do was add more time with the kids outside. Mm -hmm. Right? And like that was just amazing because it gets us all playing together and we're having fun together. You know, they get older and then they're not mm -hmm. going to be around. Right? And so just investing time that we would have spent cooking because cooking is faster now mm -hmm. and and actually playing with the kids outside and just not being in the house at all right like mm -hmm. just getting out so i do feel like we really did maximize positives mm -hmm. because we realized that this diet was just putting roadblocks yeah. in front of us yeah. and lastly we've talked also about that like more than enough you have to assess your progress you have to check on yourself uh periodically like uh step on the scale for yourself check on yourself like emotionally if you're if you're dealing with your with your issues um yeah eating properly so like you're saying check on yourself but also like check on your food mm -hmm. like The, yeah. the best way that you can make sure that you're not re-engaging the addiction is to be conscious of what you're actually eating. Mm -hmm. Like pay attention to your food. The standard American diet as an addiction diet. Mm -hmm. Like that, I, I love the <laughs> angle that you brought to today's video. That's like mind-blowing. Thank you for watching Mind-Blowing Health and Wellness <laughs> with Violet, Pat Chat Edition. If you'd like to contribute to the production of videos, Teespring, Patreon, in the description below. So love this video today, man. It was good. Share this. Make sure yeah. that everybody understands that the standard American, standard Canadian diet is an addiction diet that we need to get the heck away from. Mm -hmm. Talk to you guys again next week. Talk to you next week.